feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. I thought we dominated the game, I thought physically we looked strong, I thought the, our attacking play was good, we kept a clean sheet and I thought that we deserved to win the game by a lot more. I wouldn't say it's a turning point but it's a step in the right direction again. We were superb but in a different way. We showed a real resolve today, real resilience, we showed desire, commitment, character and um, look, I, I can't ask for any more from these players but it's game to game. game, to game. The Goal Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean with OPC Energy Limited. The Renewable Energy Specialists. Call 08 08 17 17 700. Well, good evening and welcome after a weekend when Celtic make it two in a row, beating Kilmarnock 2-0 yesterday at Celtic Park. Rangers 27 games unbeaten, 2-1 at Tannadice. And James Tavernier, 17 goals. And Rangers in the last 32, as we know, Europa League. And a draw, and a good draw, I think, against the Belgians, Royal Antwerp. And more big news, Peter Head... He's back, yeah. he's fit. Simon Ferry back in the studio tonight. And Barry, how glad are you to see your young mucker here back in the studio? Yeah, we've missed him for the past week. So that's why I've got a big smile on my face. My partner in crime's back. So. I can't believe that wasn't the main headline that I was back. You went my Rangers before me, dearie okay. me. Wait a minute, start again. Good evening, the headlines, Peter Head, Rob McLean, breaking news. Yeah, absolutely. He is back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our squad strength has been tested over the last yeah. week or so. But uh, Si, good to have you back. Oh, thanks, Ferry. I have missed you. So I must yeah. say, I was a bit jealous listening to you flirt with, flirt with other guests. I thought Fergie was a bit out of order, but he was flirting with the <laughs> Simon fake Simon Donnelly. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Leanne Crichton was brilliant last Monday as well, wasn't she? No, but Si, we're delighted to see you back. And you're fit. When are you going to be back playing? Back Saturday, Paul. I'm ready to go. Went for a 10k yeah. of the day, feeling good. So, uh, Peterhead won Saturday. Great result without us. So, the boys have done really well. Uh, it's up to me to come back in and make a you-know-what of it. <laughs> Partick Thistle yeah. uh, this weekend. And Barry, for you, what about the weekend? Nine shots in goal. How many goals? Seven. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the ones we were... Um, uh, we were uh, played really well, to be honest with you, but we didn't create as much chances as we normally do. But uh, as I say, nine attempts on, on goal and we managed to get seven. So the boys are in fine form and hopefully we can keep it going for the, uh, the run-in up to... To Christmas, he's got to be getting linked with jobs, isn't he? I think so. Yep, one in seven. They're winning at a canter every week, aren't they? Man United. Yeah, let's, let's, forward, yeah. let's just link him with jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them in football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> McDonald's, I think McDonald's are looking as well. So we've got Barry Ferguson, we've got Cy Ferry, Rob McLean, and me, Paul Cooney. And Gradio is in the building as well. Gradio's still here from breakfast, just preparing for tomorrow. It's going to be great. The breakfast show. Six, I have to think when it starts, six till ten tomorrow. <laughs> it's all at breakfast time, isn't it? Yeah. He's Rob, everywhere. Yeah, isn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. That's some I'm intensive preparation he does for the breakfast show when he's in here at five o'clock, isn't it? Is that eating his breakfast? I think so. It takes him about five hours eating his breakfast, doesn't he, Gredo? And <laughs> uh, the size, yeah. Oh, good to see him here in the studio. So, so much on the go tonight. Elsewhere at the weekend, Aberdeen uh, back to winning at home to Ross County. Hibs again came to Lanarkshire and turned over Hamilton. Um, Mother will lose again. St Mirren picking up the points on the road and Livingston again picking up points at St Johnson. But the main events, Dundee United 1, Rangers 2, Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0. It's almost a headline, Barry, that Rangers lose a goal because it doesn't happen 
happen very often yeah, listen, it was. Um, I've seen Rangers play better, if I'm being honest yeah. with you. The first 25 minutes, it didn't create much, and sometimes it takes something special. And Tavernier led for him the, the front and stepped up and took an unbelievable free kick. Uh, and then Dundee United, to be fair, they, they didn't play that well, but the, the one time that they did um, play a bit of football, they created a chance, and it was a great finish for the boy, uh, for the fullback. Mm. One fullback crossed Smith. it in. The next, uh, the other fullback uh, manages uh, to get it at the back post. But then Rangers showed a great reaction again. That's something that they probably missed last season. Um, and again, went up the pitch and got a, a free kick in Tavernier with an assist and, and Golson, who's come up with some big goals this season as well. So a great result. And in the end, they, they could have scored another two or three goals. But to go away to Tannadice and get the three points and keep the fine form going, it's um, they've got to be happy with that. I think Rangers can, can get results like that because, you know, when you're having a bad day on the ball, because you're so well organised off it, you know, and you, you've got you've got guys in there with that set piece ability. But just on what Barry says about Dundee United, you know, the, the one time they do play, they score a goal. And that's what you need to do against Rangers. You need to be good in possession because they press you so well. The one time Dundee United do it, Shanklin gets the ball back to the centre half, who gets it popped in at Harks. The one time in the game that Harks probably had time to turn and play forward to get the ball wide and put it in the box. And then you expect Dundee United to do that more, but that's the good thing about this Rangers team is that they never allowed Dundee United to do it. You know, it's all very well and good and saying Dundee United should have played maybe a bit more, but when you watch Rangers press the ball, they're very, very good at it. It's good to see a different side to Rangers as well. Yeah. A lot of us are used to seeing them playing fast, free-flowing football. But that was a, a side that the manager had mentioned after the game that he's, he's seen creeping in um, when they, they aren't playing at the top of their game they can play in a different style and that's what they've done and as I said going to Tannadice the pitch the conditions Rob you were at the game yeah. the pitch looked slippy to me on the TV yeah, it was a bit heavy yeah. so listen he's got to be delighted um, after the, the European game on Thursday night and again making I think it was six changes and again, it doesn't disrupt the, the, the results that Rangers are having. Yeah, he made those six changes and he went back to the team that had beaten Standard Liège the two Thursdays ago. So yeah. that was the, that's the strength of them. Uh, but he can do what he likes at the moment. And there might come a time on this show when we don't mention James Tavernier, but I can't imagine it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, I mean, just when you think his season can't get any more... Uh, incredible uh, he slaps one in from 35 yards I mean and, and, and also creates one for Goldson and he's now been involved in 33-0 goals for Rangers this season so far it's incredible I think that within the United it's so important other teams that play Rangers now you can't give free kicks away or anywhere <laughs> Anywhere in your half because Tavernier with the delivery he's got or the shot that he's got will cause you, tro- cause you trouble. You know, for Mickey Mellon, he must be so disappointed that this Rangers team that can play so well, you know, they never played through United a lot and it's two stupid free kicks that you give away. And, and, and when you're done to United, knowing that you've got a guy like Tavernier on the pitch, you can't give free kicks away like that. And right on half time as well. You know, it was, it was 1 1, what, a minute to go and uh, they had been doing well, but uh, Rangers do what they do. Yeah, I, I, again, I said last season if they went 1-0 up and somebody scored against them I think they would start feeling sorry for themselves but listen they dust themselves down pretty quickly and, and refocus again and that's, that's what they've done to get that second goal a great delivery in from Tavernier and, and Golson as I mentioned a few minutes ago he, he scored some big goals this yeah. season I think it's 6 or 7 goals 6 yeah I, I, I saw the comparison being made to the goal he scored against Celtic mm-hmm. um, and, and it, he, he stands in an offside yeah. position and then he comes okay. back at the last minute yep. and, and Dundee United were so obsessed with whether he was onside or offside they forgot to pick him up uh, mm-hmm. so, it was a, so it was a it was a lovely header from Goldson but it was a free header and you know Dundee United would be really disappointed about switching off right on half time where they'd done a lot of good work at that stage yeah Mickey did 
could say that. Yeah, he was disappointed with the goal, but it's also you've got don't take anything away from Golson. It was good. Oh, it was a great, it's yeah, a great header. Yeah, yeah. and to get, I mean, it was great. But it's technique. also clever, isn't it, on his part? What he's, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he's put, he's sowing the seeds of doubt, isn't he, for the defenders when he's standing he a couple of yards him. offside, yeah. and then just at the last minute, he see, comes, he see comes that's back. you and that's your team, Fergie. You know, Golson's that that dangerous in in, in the box. Man, Martin, I would just go that side. I mean, yeah. I would not yeah. let him stand offside. I would, yeah. I would make sure one of my centre backs is glued to him. Yeah, because yeah, his movement is really good. And as I says, that's one of the things that I'm sure Mickey would have pinpointed before the game. Yeah. Any set pieces, Golson's a, a real threat. The other thing that uh, Mickey Mellon didn't want to be drawn on because I did the interview with him afterwards was the the Morellas incident, the the yellow card. Uh, and Stephen Gerrard was absolutely right in his reaction afterwards when he said there was no elbow. No, there was no elbow. It was, it was a forearm smash. Um, and obviously th- there will be no retrospective action because Stephen McLean, the referee, yellow yellow carded him at the time. But I mean, there's there's a definite movement of the arm, isn't there, Barry? Was yep. that should that not have been a red? Yep. I, when I watched that, I thought there's nothing in it, and then we've got the obviously. Watching the game on TV, this guy goes and shows the replay. I don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's putting his team, or possibly putting his team in a horrible situation of getting sent off when they're, they're trying to maintain an unbeaten run. If it's me, if the referee sees that, it's a sending off. He's lucky to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Why well, do you think he's doing it? Is it fris- he, the frustration? I think, so. I think he's frustrated. Yeah. There's no doubt, but listen, he's, he's got to. Th- He's got to think he's teammates. Yeah. He's got to be a team player. Look, he's he's not scoring the goals. He'll be getting frustrated as you've seen. He missed a few chances. Yeah. He's, but every player goes through that. But the, I just think at times it's selfish. There's no need to do it. Okay, Rangers fans, what do you think? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. And in the Europa League, the last thirty-two, it's Royal Antwerp. We'll speak about them shortly. Sai, you've had two weeks on the sidelines, getting fit. You're back this weekend. Uh, it's changed at Celtic, hasn't it? In the last few days, two in a row. People sort of joking, but uh, how significant is it? And the likes of Turnbull there, Sorrow, and the goalkeeper Hazard that you mentioned the yeah. other week. What are your thoughts on the last few days? Um, uh, I think he had to do something drastic, Neil Lennon. Otherwise, if he'd kept going with the same players the same way, I think he would have kept getting the same results. So fair play to him. He's dropped some big players and I think it was needed. Mm. When you see the enthusiasm and the sheer will to run for guys like Sorrow and Turnbull, it's exactly what Celtic needed this this time. You know, I think with Sorrow coming in, he makes a massive difference to the whole team. You know, I think Duffy's played better with Sorrow in front of him purely because I think he covers the ground better. He covers Duffy really well. And it's, it's what Celtic had to get better and it was off the ball. And I think with Sorrow and Turnbull, okay, they've been very good on the ball, but off the ball they've gave Celtic a lot in terms yeah. of winning that ball back so that guys can't just get the ball off Celtic and flip it in the channel. Because Sorrow's on at them quick, Turnbull's on at them quick, and I think that's what they've brought to Celtic. I, I think making these changes, there's one player that I think has got a lot more responsibility and it's Callum McGregor. Mm. I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was Celtic's best player yesterday. And he's now... He's now got to become one of the main players, if not the main player, when obviously the, the manager's leaving out he likes of Scott Brown. Um but like, I have been impressed by the boy Sorrow. I, I haven't yeah. seen too much of him. Yeah. Um But it makes you why has he not been playing? Yep, yeah, he, he does again I keep going back to it and it's something that I think is missing in a lot of players. He does the dirty side mm-hmm. really well. Um and he keeps it basic and simple. Mm-hmm. And Turnbull had another fine game, but I thought Callum McGregor was a real driving force in that Celtic team yesterday. And there's a big decision coming up for Neil Lennon, isn't there, with the, with the Scottish Cup final coming up next Sunday. Um, does he stick with the guts of that team that, that has got them back-to-back wins or does he go back to the to the old guard? And uh, Well, I, I heard his interview uh, yesterday after the match and it sounds very much like he's going for option B. He's going he's gonna to bring back the guys that have got Celtic to within one game of that quadruple treble. And it's it's a big call for him, isn't it? Yeah, I would, I, I would need to do the opposite if it was me. 
you know, these guys that have played the last two games, as I said, they've brought a freshness to Celtic. Um, you know, it's not a popularity contest to Celtic manager's job. You're there to win football matches. And if these guys have been winning football matches, you know, this could be a big, big, well, it's a big game for Neil Lennon. It's a must win game for me. Celtic must win this on Sunday. And, and you go with the guys that have been winning games. What do you think he'll do? I think he'll put I think he'll put Brown maybe Brown back in. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper? Will it be Connor Hazard? Got to keep yeah, him. I think it'll be Hazard. I think he looks so assured. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know he's no young. He's 22. I know he's been out on loan. I think it was at Dundee last mm-hmm. season he was in loan. I think so. I, I can't remember what club, but I've got to be honest with you. Watching the game yesterday, he looks so calm. He does. Yeah. He's he a does. presence, isn't he? Yep, he is. And, 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 it, and, it's, and it's not like you're bringing back Fraser Forster. You know, if, yeah. if, you, if you were bringing back someone of that calibre, then you would say, well, yeah, I kind of get your point there. But Bain and Barkas haven't really done it for no. Celtic so far. So I don't see any reason to change the goalkeeper. You're right, nobody's got a claim, really. Anyone that was dropped for the team wouldn't have had a claim mm-hmm. because they've not been playing well. Yeah. I think they all know that and that's it was the perfect opportunity for them. And then and fair play to these guys because when big players aren't playing well, you get one chance. You know, you get flung in for one game, there you go, can you go and get yourself on the team? I've said it when Cham, he'd never done enough to go and display Scott Brown. Fair play to Sorrow. One chance against good opposition in uh, in Leo. And he came in, done very well. It was a different type of game from Saturday. Can you go and create? And I thought he'd done well, you know, passing the ball through to David Turnbull. And these guys have taken it. And that's what's about at big clubs. You get one chance to take your opportunity, and these guys have done it. So for me, they deserve to play in the big game. And this was last chance for Celtic, wasn't it? They had to start winning. Yep. Yep. I I thought watching the game, I thought that the first half was pretty even, if I'm being honest. Celtic Mm. looked solid enough, but. For me, when the the second half started, Celtic were a different team. Mm. they, they, They came out firing in all cylinders and, and they went and as soon as that first goal El Yunusi um, with a deflection as soon as that first goal went in it's like giving them a, a, a lift of confidence mm-hmm. yep and there's no doubt they went on and you, you started to see signs of players getting their, their, their confidence and fair, back fair play to Greg Taylor as well because as we say yeah. Lax out was played well yeah. and there you go Taylor there's your one chance and he went and took it I thought he was excellent you know I thought his running no, when I say running off the ball it's not just defensively I mean as soon as that ball goes to El Yunusi Greg Taylor is hearing around him and I think El Yunusi needs that mm-hmm. because he's the type of player that loves to cut inside I think when he's one on one with a defender he's very easy to read that he's going to come inside what what Taylor gives is that extra opportunity where he can play him to, to get across and so I thought Greg Taylor brought the best out in El Yunusi as a well so fair play to him yep. playing in his proper position at left back mm-hmm. yep. it's going to be interesting to know what the Celtic fans think about this little mini recovery from their team you know what, get, get in touch with 0808 17 17 700 because yeah. there'll be some who will think this is this is too late uh, you know the Celtic recovery mm. Rangers are so far ahead and you just wonder where the, where where a Rangers slip up is coming from that's the problem I mean the, you know they weren't at their best yesterday they they won pretty comfortably 2-1 it could have been 4 or 5-1 mm. if, if, if all the opportunities had gone in for them so you know, they, they were way better so where does the Rangers slip up coming from um, and, and has has Neil Lennon changed the Celtic team too late has he been too loyal Si for too long I think you're hoping that the slip-ups are going to come after European games. I think Gerard said that yesterday, that they weren't at their best, and they usually aren't after European games. You're also looking at games away at Hibs, away at Aberdeen. You know, if you're Celtic, you're hanging on to the fact that maybe Hibs can nick someone, Aberdeen can, can nick someone. They don't like going to Livingston, notoriously Rangers, so you're, ho- you're then hoping that they're going to lose these sort of games. But for Celtic, you know, they're on a run now. Uh, but I don't think they're in the place where you can expect Celtic to win every week. Celtic need to get that into their game first before they can then expect Rangers to drop points. They've got no midweek game, have they? No League Cup for them. And maybe, Barry, that will work in their favour now. They can start to work in some of these things. Yeah, definitely. But in terms of Rangers, Rangers are not going to have any European football for the next seven no. or eight weeks. I'll forget everything I just said yeah. there, sorry. <laughs> so that doesn't start back up. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't start back up until 
I think the first week or second week of February yeah. so they can yeah. really focus yeah. but me looking at Rangers I'm being honest the only people who beat Rangers are the only team is Rangers themselves if they don't focus and I, I just see a different just a, a total different mindset to this this team um, and when they don't play well they're still picking up results because watching the game I thought they were good but they weren't as good as they've been which is crazy to say mm. but they're still picking up the three points and as I says he goes away and he makes a number of changes whether it's three changes five changes seven changes at times it doesn't seem um, it started them one single bit Could Morelos's behaviour maybe stutter them? What would you do? Would you keep playing him, Fergie? Would you? People have said about putting roof up and maybe putting. Mm. A well, Cedric, Cedric Eaton's played so played well through well, the middle yeah. uh, against Lech Posner. Yeah. Look, I, I like him. I, I think he's playing a different way this season. He's coming a bit deeper, and that allows you space in behind for the likes of Roof and mm-hmm. and Kent. He's just going through a dry spell. I, I think in time, the manager will, will still stick with him, and I, I think in time he'll, his goals will start to come back. But it's a discipline in a bit yesterday again. And that's what I, I mean. You didn't want that happening. Yep, yeah, I thought that was a side of the game that we had. Um, he had put to the side um, but I seen another glimpse yesterday that I didn't like so yep. hopefully the manager will have a quiet word in his ear and, and sort it out Here is the manager Listen he's working hard his application's good he's getting chances maybe his confidence is affected slightly because normally that ball that world class pass from Kamar Roof he normally take that on first time but if he keeps working hard and stays focused keeps working hard for the team I'm sure his form will turn So Rangers fans what do you think give us a call 0808 17 17 700 we're on the socials at Go Football Show it was the Celtic AGA today Peter Lobber was saying that uh, they spent 35 million since July of last year on the football department 35 million so is it money well spent that's uh, probably the question we won't know the answer for some time uh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at that that uh, yeah. sum of money yeah. 35 is a lot isn't it it is, it's a lot to um, is that on transfers and obviously players coming in on wages do you know what we'll do we'll work it out during the break <laughs> The Bull Radio Football Show yeah, Monday to Friday, Paul Cooney here with Rob McLean tonight with Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry back to full fitness. He's playing this coming weekend. After a weekend where Rangers, 27 games unbeaten. What do you reckon? We're going to hear from a Rangers fan in a moment or two. 2-1 two, at Dundee United and they're drawn with Royal Antwerp. Not a bad draw, would you say, Barry, in the Europa League? Yeah, I, I think they'd be quite happy with that. Um, I had a look at Antwerp where they are in the league they're, they're sitting 7th in the same points as Standard Liège um, and they drew I think Rob you say that they drew yeah, was they, it last yeah when the two of them played they drew yeah yep. Yep, so I think they're in the kind of same standard as Standard Liège um, but look, listen the way Rangers are playing uh, as I said because they were seeded it makes it a bit more easier with, with who they're going to get drawn against so they've got to be quietly confident that they can get into the the last 16 there's, there's no doubt about it they were in uh, Tottenham's group yep. Tottenham beat them uh, they get beat off Tottenham at home last week but they beat Tottenham at, at home um, a few weeks back so they are a decent team with, with some decent players but look Rangers the way they're playing they've got to be confident that they can get through it Si how much have you missed this in the last two weeks great to be back uh, did you get Christmas shopping done or were you resting uh, I've, got, I've got some yeah. uh, I've got you I've got you uh, I've got you what you asked to get you did you <laughs> okay. pants and look like this <laughs> could you not get the scuba suit no, no. <laughs> I watched Slaney I watched Slaney on the programme with the girl from Laura Anderson oh, ah yeah uh, that's them dating them 
there are a couple now. Oh, lovely. No, I'm Great. kidding. She's no way. Way. Like, 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 no no way. Oh, he's that some boy, funny, honestly. Yeah. I was one the day, so he's he's on a high after all that. He's a, he's a superstar now. That's great, isn't it? Uh, Podcast, we've smashed a quarter of a million. Oh, so, brilliant. And that was with you off, so with you back, you Ant and Deck here oh. together. <laughs> 300,000, here we come. Yeah, We're flying, aren't we? Is oh, that what we we're are. on? 250,000? Yeah. yeah, yep. Wow. Um, yeah, do you, just a quick one. Do you think you'll get back in the team next week? No. No, no I do, because Gary Fraser got sent off. Oh, the guy Big Fraser? stupid guy's got his back in the team, so perfect. It's <laughs> a good yeah. result for you, but... Needed it, mate, because um, he's Fife, obviously, they will be around about us. So, if we can win against Thistle, you know, the league's quite tight just now. I think Falkirk and Thistle will be the two that kind of run away. But, but I think that third and fourth spot for the playoffs is, is well up for grabs. So, you are good enough to get yep. the playoffs. Fingers oh, crossed. Okay. We bonus points, I mean. Yeah, we'd be good, wouldn't it? Get yes. the bonus for Christmas. Stick it on the bundle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. First caller, Rob, are we ready? It's yeah, going to be Cammy, a Rangers fan, is on. Hi, Cammy, good evening. Hi, guys, how you doing? Yeah, I Hi, think we're really Cammy. good. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. So, what's in your mind tonight, Cammy? I just wanted to ask the lad if they think. If they think oh, it's a bad line. We're losing you there a wee bit. Yeah. On you go. And like, if James Tavernier keeps up this form and level of consistency from now until the end of the season, does just do you think he could get a um, England call? Mm. Good question. Because he could play for Scotland in a year or two for the number of years he's been here. Who wants Can to he? take that one? Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the old he, residency rule. Yeah, yeah, if he doesn't get capped by England, I think yeah. at the end yeah. of the season, he's yeah, five years. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Oof. Get so, him in for Scotland. Man, uh-huh. Okay, who wants <laughs> to take that James one? James McTavernier. Yeah. You've got to look at the quality that they've got down there, but mm. the, the way he's playing, yeah. he's in the form of his life at this moment in time. 17 goals, 13 assists. Anything's a possibility. I'm sure that. Um, his name will be out there and people will be talking about the amount of goals and as you mentioned there the amount of assists he's had so it, it will be a possibility um, it will be hard to get into that England team because there's a lot of quality mm. but the, not just domestically but I think in, on the European stage this season he, he certainly impressed me and he's impressed me not just with the way he's playing but he's he's became a real leader a real captain this season um, he's leading for the front prime example was in Yesterday, sorry, against Dundee United with a free kick, no many chances. He steps up and, and rattles in an unbelievable free kick. So, look, I've no doubt that his name will be getting mentioned for the England squad. His only problem is the boy Trent's a superstar in at Liverpool. Yeah, he's he's so a young. he's a top top player. I think Kyle Walker again, a guy playing at the top top level of Man City. But no, no, listen. James Tavernier would compare to Kyle Walker, wouldn't he? You think? The, the oh, way I think they play, he they, does. England play with a, a back three, yeah. so they, they play with wing backs. Yeah. So. Look, you, you never know. Look, he just needs to keep up that for him and you can never say never. Here's Stephen Gerrard. He was speaking about Goldson and Tavernier. Well, his form's exactly where we want it. He's been superb, sensational since the first game of the season. Again, he pops up with an assist and a goal. The goal's world class. doesn't matter who you are or who you play for. If you can execute a free kick like that into the top corner with that amount of dip and speed, it's a world-class moment. And he, he, he comes big for us for the second goal again. You know, Connor's being just as consistent as James. So really pleased with both of them, but you know, really more proud of the team performance, the way we competed. Sometimes you've got to win ugly and show a different side of you. And I thought we did that today. Rob, would English clubs be looking... Oh, def- definitely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, he won't be going anywhere for for the no. rest of the season. But but come come next summer, um, a big offer could be coming Rangers way. I mean, loads of Rangers players will be getting looked at by 
by top clubs at the moment. Um, but I mean, it was a, an absolute moment of magic from from Tavernier that free kick yesterday, mm. and just his all round contribution, leadership, his value must have gone through the roof. I do really like him. I think he's a top mm. player. I just think he's that level underneath Trent and, and guys yeah. like Kyle Walker. I, I've no doubt he can go and play for an Aston Villa or a Newcastle. Mm. I played the, with the Leeds right back Luke Ayling mm. at, at Yeovil. Uh, for me, Tavernier is a much better player than him. So I, I think any outside your top six, seven, I think Tavernier can go play there. But for me, Trent and, and Kyle Walker are just a, a different level. It's going to be a worry for Rangers come next summer. Yes. As I've said in the show, I don't think anything happened in January by any Rangers top players, but if they keep performing like this, there's going to be suitors down in England um, looking through that Rangers squad and there's three or four that, that I can name that are, are certainly going to be on the list of a number of clubs down there. Cammy, how are you feeling about Antwerp in Europa League? I think it was a good draw. I think I'm happy with it. I think um, Rangers should do well. They should go through. And I obviously... Like I heard by they drew a standard lead, so they're probably similar quality to them. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got a good chance of going through with that draw. Yeah, and the the home the home game is second as well. It's back to it's back to home and away football again, and and the first game's in Belgium. So I think that helps Rangers as well, just to um, to be able to finish it off at Ibrox and. I mean, as you said, Barry. I mean, Rangers just will will, will not have any fear about anyone. Anyway, I think it's a I think it's a pretty decent draw for them, to be honest. And and I would confidently expect Rangers to get through that. Yep, I, I believe so. Honestly, I, I watched um, once the the draw came out. Obviously, had a look what Antwerp were all about, and they've got, they have got some decent players. And as I said, they come up against Spurs a couple of times, one yep. one, uh, one defeat. So. It's going to be a hard one, but it's one that I'm sure Rangers have got to be confident the way they're playing. There's no reason why you would bet against Rangers. No. no, based on their performances this year. I mean, that Benfica team are an outstanding team, and I thought Rangers were a better team over two legs against Benfica. So, I think Benfica are a better team than Antwerp. Yeah. I fully expect Rangers yeah. to, to go through that. Time. You said you said quarterfinals. Did, did, semi- did yeah, you say quarter- we'll, have to, we'll have to listen to it back. Did oh, you say quarterfinals quarter- as well? Though, so. I know, I know, but uh, we'll, we'll just go with your Rangers prediction at this stage. But did you say quarterfinals or semi-finals? I think you maybe did at the yeah, time. Quarter- and, and, actually, and, and to be honest, why yeah. not? Indeed. Cami, how far do you think Rangers will go? Question number one in Europa League. I think with the Europa, I think they'll definitely get to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Probably pushing it possibly to the semis, but I think they could get to the quarterfinals this season. I think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. The style of football that they play is fitted to European football, so I think I think they'll go far. And how are you feeling back home? Celtic winning a couple of games now. Do you welcome that challenge? Because Rangers thirteen points clear. What do you feel? Well. Celtic were always going to come back, but they are, they've only won two games in a bounce. I think we have to say that first. They've only won two games in a row. They've still got a wee bit of catching up to do. Also, the Scottish Cup final, they'll have um, yep. Rangers would get it would be four games in hand. But you've still got you've got to see what happens. If Celtic win all their games in hand, then there's still a challenge there. But most it'll be it'll be when Rangers lose their first game, then that's when the challenge is on. See how Rangers can bounce back from that first defeat. Saya, listen on the programme, you hear Barry saying, you know, game at a time. Um, Davey Proven came on and said this time last week, no, it's not over yet, but Celtic have to start winning right away. What do you think? No, I don't think it's over yet because I think there's three Celtic Rangers games. You know, as I say, if Celtic can get back to their best, it's possible they could win their three games. You then need to look at them dropping points at, as I said, Aberdeen. Aye. At Petondre or Easter Road, you know, for me, they're the only kind of two teams that, that can take points off Rangers. Celtic need to hold on to that and the fact that, that they can go on a run. Rangers' mind frame will be seven points, it'll not be 13 points, really. Yeah, yep. and it'll be yeah, how they yeah. react to that first defeat, Rangers, yep. as well. And I'm sure that look, that's one thing that I've been asked quite a few times 
obviously with what happened yesterday Dun United getting that equaliser and I said you, you can you can let it affect you but I don't see it affecting this this um, Rangers team as soon as something happens against them they dust themselves down pretty quickly and they refocus and they go and as they say as they went up and got that, that vital that vital um, second goal to get at half time so I've no concerns if Rangers do have a bad week or a bad result I, I'm sure they'll come back from it Can I ask you a question about the European stuff man? Because mm-hmm. in Europe I think this team set up defensively similar to the team that you had that got to the UEFA Cup final. But how soon did you? Well, how late on did you think we could we could get to the final here? See, see, to be honest with you, it was a, a bit of a luck of the draw as well. You, Rangers have got to have a bit of luck. Um, yeah, and we had a bit of luck. There was there was also bigger teams that we missed mm. on the road, um, but we still come up against like Werder Bremen, Sporting Lisbon, Fiorentina. That they're still big clubs, but there was also ones there that we we wanted to. To miss, um, so there, there is a bit of luck, but in terms of the way that I, I see similarities, yeah. the way that they're set up, hard to, they're, hard to, they're hard hard to, to break beat, through, yeah, and they're very, very good on the counter attack, Rangers. Cami, thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Cheers, thanks. Cheers. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Uh, let's hear from Neil Lennon talking about Celtic's win against Kilmarnock. Better, a lot better. You know, it's good all-round team performance. Dominant, really. You know, we looked strong. Thought we uh, did pretty well first half. When the goal doesn't come, you know, the last few games here we've been a bit anxious. But there was none of that today and I thought we started the second half really strongly as well. And we thoroughly deserved to win and, you know, I'm just disappointed we didn't win it by more. Yeah, but I think we can score more goals and we've got more goals in us, you know, going forward. It's not really been a, a major issue for us, but, you know, first half we created good areas and, um, you know, we weren't on the end of crosses and that was a source of frustration for me. Uh, second half was again, you know, we flashed a couple across the box. I need someone getting in there and um, tucking them away but um, overall I can't be critical of the team today they were excellent Rob, Edward had chances but they didn't go in for him early on but uh, the goals came from elsewhere what about Edward? what did you see yesterday watching him? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a little bit more energy about his performance, mm-hmm. but you would say that about the team in general, wouldn't you? And, and I think that's what what likes of um, of Sorrow and, and Turnbull have have added to the team. That there's a bit more zip about them, and and you can see the the green shoots of recovery for Celtic, no doubt about it. And you can't imagine that they can go on a little run just now. Um, obviously, they've got the Scottish Cup final from last season to deal with uh, this Sunday, uh, and of course that there therein lies part of the problem because next weekend Rangers are home to Motherwell. That's a game you'd probably expect them to win, so they can actually go further ahead of Celtic potentially and and uh, th- that is the big problem for Celtic yes they could go on a six or seven game unbeaten run here but you can't see Rangers dropping any points so uh, they are a machine mm. just on Edward though with the energy I think he I think you get more from Edward when he's getting the ball and I think that's why you've seen more energy from him Sunday because David Turnbull for me as a number 10 looked to play in Edward's feet there's five or six times that the two of them linked up well. I think when Edward gets that service, you get the energy off the ball for him. I think it's when the ball goes from side to side and, and he's lot he, he doesn't get a touch in the game, that's when he starts to maybe jog a bit. But I think with David Turnbull, his first thought is can I pass the ball forward to Edward? Can I drive forward with the ball? Can we link up together? I think when you've got a player like that playing with Edward, you get the best of him. I think in time that could be a good, good partnership. partnership I mean that's only the, the I mean, I don't think Edward didn't play in Thursday night, but you could see they were linking up pretty well um, yesterday. David Turnbull's a very intelligent footballer. Takes on the half turn, doesn't he? And look, he got a wee bit tired when I watched the game. It looked like he's late. He was a bit leggy, but listen, it was a big, a big game for him um, in Thursday night, and he came in and he, he done very well. But I can see him and Edward 
after two, three, four games setting up a real good partnership on, on the same wavelength. And do you know what else Turnbull's mm. massive for set pieces? Because Celtic have been poor at set pieces for a while, and his delivery for set pieces is very good. They're, they're massive in football now. You look at Rangers, no playing great, they score two set pieces. I think I counted five or six goals from set pieces. Livingston scored from one, Aberdeen scored from one. And Celtic have no been great. You know, very often the delivery hits the first man, but Turnbull's delivery for set pieces is spot on. And am I right in saying that even when Christie came on, Turnbull kept on taking the, the set plays? I love that about him, yeah. yeah. You know, he, he's yeah. got that aura about him where he wants to be that guy. Give me the ball, I'll make something happen. Give me the corner, I'll go and hit it in. I think he, it's a bit, he, I don't think he's Deliveries as, as much of a whip as Tavernier, mm-hmm. but he puts them in good areas. And with a guy like Shane Duffy in the box, if you can get it in an area for him, as you've seen on Sunday, he can put the ball in it. That was a decent header for Shane Duffy. Yeah, you've seen his confidence growing as the yeah. game went on. That, that's one thing that he started off pretty slow, but Celtic in general did. But in the second half, as I said, once that first goal went in, you could see the confidence starting to flow through. And then once Duffy got that, that goal, that's something that he's been needing, as I says, plenty of times. He's been in for for a lot of criticism you don't become a bad player overnight he's had a, f- a few yeah. poor performances but he's still a decent defender I think he likes people around him Fergie doesn't he and Sorrow does that mm-hmm. Sorrow yeah. does that for him you know he sits in front of him and he, he screens that that centre forward very well you can shift from side to shift uh, side to side very quick Sorrow uh, I think it's the exact type of player that Celtic needed defensively off the ball I think he looks more comfortable with Julian as, as well a two, yeah. 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 as a two of them yeah. I, I like the fact that he admitted that he'd gone through a nightmare spell as well himself yeah. he, mm. he doesn't need anybody else to tell him that he was that he was struggling he knew it uh, and that's the first step towards improving your performance and you can see him stepping back to where he was and, and I thought it was a fantastic header wasn't it because he he had to generate all the power on it uh, because it was one of the it was a floaty ball in rather than a whipped in cross uh, and it was a fantastic header and that's here's, what he does yep. here's the manager speaking about Duffy and Mikey Johnson having Mikey back gives us someone that can eliminate people that type of player that we have had for a while and Shane looked far more the player that we thought he was going to be Shane has that ability to go and attack the ball saw that in evidence today I thought he had an outstanding game so he's been through a, a tough time a lot of people criticising him he's got our full support and now we're seeing the fruits of that all to play for Si isn't it for everybody yeah definitely these are big players yep. You know, as Barry says Shane Duffy's not a bad player mm. I think in a two defending a box he's very good and I, I, I thought to be fair to Neil Lennon his decision to put Ayer right back was was a very good one I think Ayer's been very good over the, the last two games at right back I think he gives you that extra bit of height in a back four as well and driving forward to the ball for me that's his, that's what he's best at Ayer is driving forward to the ball and I think he can do that more um, at right back whereas at centre back when he drives in and he's losing it Celtic we're, we're losing a lot of chances for Ayer doing that where at right back with Sorrow being there as well, as you see with Rangers, what Kamara and, and Jack does is once Ayer goes, Sorrow's over straight away. So again, I think Sorrow's bringing the best to a, a lot of players in itself. It was exactly, as I said, type of player that they needed. How are you feeling? He looks okay, doesn't he? He's back. How's he's, his fitness? He's, he's not <laughs> shut up since he's been on. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been in the, I've not been able to speak for a week, so can't wait to get it on. The Bull Radio Football Show. So more sad news today in football. Gerard Houllier, former manager of Liverpool, Aston Villa for a short time, the French national team, Lyon. So he passed away today, aged 73. Uh, be sad for Gary McAllister and Stephen Gerrard, who knew him really well and played under him. Barry, in fact, he gave Stephen Gerrard his debut at Liverpool. Yeah, sad news. I've, I've been watching it on, on Sky Sports and quite a lot of his ex-players have been coming on and couldn't speak any highly of him. Um, in terms of what a good manager and um, a man manager basically mm. um, good person to go and talk to if you had any problems not just about football but um, personal problems so yeah you don't like um, seeing things like that today um, and some of the clubs that you just mentioned mm. there that he's managed I mean 
of course he was a, a top top manager and as I said sad news it was that year he had at Liverpool was amazing when it was yeah. at the treble yeah. yeah I think he completely I think he was somewhat of anger at Arsenal he completely transformed Liverpool for yeah. diet wise tactics wise and I think he brought through guys like Steven Gerrard and, and Jamie Carragher and I seen Jamie Carragher they saying that he was probably his favourite manager mm-hmm. so that tells you a lot I heard Danny Murphy this morning on with Jim White on Talk Sport and he had to go out the studio for a moment because he, he knew him so well he looked up to him and I heard Hooley on with him a few months ago and he said he made me the player that, that, that I am that, that I was and uh, at the end of a season when he played really well he played I think 40 games but Liverpool had paid 60 odds and there was an end of season due and uh, he looked at him and he thought oh he's going to say I've got a new contract for you and he said I want you to lose weight for next season wow. he said I wasn't too pleased but I came back got fitter came back two weeks early and I played 60 odd games the next. he said he was amazing yeah. for him in his career I think his attention to detail was I read Jamie Carragher's book and I think Paul Ince was the captain at the time and Pollins put his hand up one day and said that training was hopeless. And Gerard Hulley went and got his notebook and he had a list. He had a list of every game five aside that Pollins had played in, and said that he'd lost more than what he'd won. And he says, "Well, how can you complain about training when your team loses all the time?" My captain. So attention to detail. That's why he was a top manager. That was quite a season for them, Rob, wasn't it? When yeah. They, they won the cups. Yeah, that's right. Yep. In uh, 2001, I think it was. Yep. Uh, just as, as you say, Stephen Gerrard was breaking through. And, and just seeing Stephen Gerrard's uh, tweet, I mean, devastated is the word he uses mm. about Gerrard Hulia's death. And, and that probably tells you all you need to know about the impact he had. Um, I, I never had the pleasure of interviewing him, but, but I mean, he always came over as a complete gentleman, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It's so, like quite a lot of players, you become attached to the, the managers uh, and, and mm. like guys like Stephen Gerrard, but he's just tweeted out there. He, he's obviously gave him his chance and he was a big role model in his his career and as you mentioned Danny Murphy was upset yep. and you can understand that they're, they're the top managers aren't they the yep. ones that with the den- attention to detail good tactically but then they've, they've got that side where, where players love them and I think man managers when you've got a manager you can go and sit down and not just talk about football but mm. talk about life. anything personal yep life uh, if you've got any issues they're the best managers and lucky enough I've had two or three of them in my career mm-hmm. and you're managing now at Kelty Hearts and a cup draw for you today um, uh, you, you yesterday, yeah, yep. Oh, um, yeah. They're a top junior team, mm-hmm. and I mean it's a potential banana skin for us. Um, Nothing to win for that, is it? No, they're, they're, they've beat somebody else in our league to get into this into the first round. So we expect a, a tough game. It's a home game for us, but they're they're just up the road in Perth, so um, they've not got far to travel. But I've been told that um, we need to try and get into the next round, basically. Yeah. Who, who, see, yeah. who was the managers that you had that that personal connection with? If you don't mind me asking. Dick Advocate. Prob- Dick Advocate was the first one in terms of football but I made a couple of early mistakes in my career which we all do um, and it's easy for a manager to go and just ditch you you know what I mean but he spoke to me and, and he made me learn a, a few uh, lessons and obviously Alec McLeish um, was, was uh, one of the managers as well good in terms of it was just it wasn't all about football if you had any issues out the pitch if you want to go on with your, your missus or, or whatever uh, you could go and talk did he, to did he do the sort of managed guidance counsellor but as well <laughs> yeah, you've got to be listen see uh, as a manager the now you, you've got to be a um, a therapist basically mm-hmm. HR specialist have you had a few, yeah, yeah. You had a few boys coming yeah but I've got, uh, my door's always open I'm, I'm always keen on saying that it's not just about football but they're getting in personal uh, yeah. and I've had a few people um, suffering with, with mental health and had a few issues and if I can't help them I've, I've always maintained that I can point them in the right direction and get them the proper help. What a guy. So you're going to get into management, aren't you? I think in a couple of years you'll be in management. Oh, I don't know, Paul. 
it's tough, you know. Mm. I did think before I wanted to, but when when you see it, when you go into the coaching side of things and you see how tough a job it is, people don't realise. People think you just go and pick a team on a Saturday, but like Barry's just told you there, there's there's players with a lot of problems yeah. and you're part time. You've got tours to work with the boys. It gets frustrating. Boys turning up. Right. Kind of train. It's all right. I'm going to come back to you on that. I want to ask you about it. Producer, producer James is reminding me. Uh, Leon's on the line, a Celtic fan in Rock Hill. Hi, Leon. Hi, how's it going? Guys? Uh, good. Some right, great Leon. chat with the all guys right. there. So, but you're on as well, Leon. Thanks for calling in. What What are you thinking tonight? You'd be pleased about the win yesterday. Uh, hi, buzzing man. Hopefully that can this we run our games can like come to stuff and we can close the the points. When get a few wins Do you think Celtic can or will close the points gap on Rangers in the coming months? Well, well that's what's going to my point. Um, it just depends how obviously January is going to be massive. Um, um, see if we can keep players and bring a few faces in as well. Some players to come in, yeah. Where do you um, want to see strengthened? Well, defence, defence. Um, I feel like it's massive. That's where we're like we're leaking goals, and that's. Like how we've been losing so much, um, and I think Sorrow and Tumbo coming in that freshens the side up quite a bit as well because we've not seen them, so it's like fresh faces. You know what I mean? Uh, for me, the, the the big positions for me, Celtic would be a goalkeeper. If, if they could get Fraser uh, Forster back, I mean that would be an absolute no-brainer. I think is that a would... possibility? I don't know. You is tell it, me, Paul. Well, people are saying maybe he's not even he's on not the playing, bench. Is he? No, it might be a possibility. But look what the young young kid Connor Hazard's yeah. done. No, I, I know he's only twenty-two, but the two games that I've seen him in, first and foremost, he's a very good goalkeeper. I've seen him plenty of times. But he looks a confident, assured goalkeeper, and he might he might save Celtic an absolute fortune. Look, Fraser Foster is on a different level in terms of his experiences, whatever. But there's no doubt that Connor has Hazard's got the ability to be up there. It's not ju- it's not just money as well. He's got to want to come. I mean, yeah, Celtic true. tried Celtic tried Surely to get. Surely, Rob, but well, he's, he's sitting sat on the bench. bench. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely, but but surely, I mean, when you listen to Neil Lennon, he obviously um, didn't quite beg him to come back, but but made a pretty strong play towards him. So so you do start to wonder about maybe you know maybe he wasn't willing to take the financial cut that he had to take to to come to Celtic. So so to maybe maybe there is no point in going back in for him again. Much though, Celtic would love to have him on board, but but meantime, uh, Connor Hazard's doing nothing wrong, and then, and it's quite a good sign, isn't it, that if somebody who's come through the system like that comes into the first team and does well. He stays there. Yeah, but your problem would be if Hazard makes his first mistake. Yeah, you know we don't know what kind of type of boy he is. Could he fold? And then where you where you left? Is this, like, you... is this like a Hazard warning? A Hazard yeah. warning. Exactly. Hazard lights on. But if Fraser Foster comes and makes a mistake, he's experienced enough to recover from it. So it's a yeah. big season to ask a 22 year old to come in and play the rest of the season in a, in a year that you're going for 10. I know the other area for me that would be looking would be, would be a wide play. Mm. But of course. Mikey Johnson's back, mm. which is massive for Celtic. If James Forrest comes back in January again, would be like a new signing for Celtic. I've heard people saying centre back, but not for me. You know, as we've said, I think now Celtic have set up in a way that helps Shane Duffy. I think he will be a good player for now to the end of the season for Celtic, and I think he's got a good partnership with Julian. See, this, the James Forrest return has been pushed back. That was the news over the weekend. He's a he's a yeah, big massive, player. Listen, yeah, I know quite a few Celtic fans that have criticised him, but you see how how big a player yeah. and how much Celtic miss James Forrest, even if he's not playing well. 
still keeps the width and he still works ever so hard for the team so he's been a massive miss and that tells you how hard it is to go and play for Celtic every week because I, I thought Frimpong was very very good yeah. being a bit part player where Forrest was fit and he came in and, and he'd done well but he'd really seen what it means to be a Celtic player when you need to go and do it week in week out for young kids it's tough you know you need these especially this season you need guys that have been there and done it and that's why for me Fraser Foster would be an absolute yeah. no brainer Leon do you agree with Fraser Foster? If you well could- if you- we could get him as the financial and if he wants to come as you said um, but even with James as you said a winger um, I think that'll be massive in the Rangers game because they w- they like, we would need to pin the wing backs if we'll get any chance like I feel we would need to pin Tavernier and um, Barisic back to have any chance in that game Amazing, it is going to be some match, isn't it? We, we'll be live that day. January the 2nd, it's going to be absolutely intriguing, but it's almost like the cup final, Barry. It is, isn't it? The Rangers-Celtic match, this could be it. They're the best games in the world, that's yeah. why we, we, we all look forward to them and they're, they're even better to play in. Um, but, but, but between now and then is really important as yeah, well. Because so many the, the, games the, important is that, the, the important thing is that Celtic are not any further away and. from Rangers by then. I mean, you know... We're, nobody's waiting up for Rangers to, to, to lose a game that means Celtic just have to keep on winning and stay as close as they can ahead of that uh, January the 2nd game yeah, both, both Celtic need to stay unbeaten and Rangers need to stay unbeaten then it's mega important for yeah. Celtic see if to both go did Barry do you think Rangers would, would play not to lose the game or would no, they play I, to win the game I, I think Rangers have got away got away playing this season yeah. and I don't think they're going to change it I mean as Leon's just mentioned there the two players are key to the way they play is Barisic and Tavernier mm-hmm. and if you do stop them it does stop Rangers from from doing what they've they've been usually doing this season but also there's other players in the team that can go and do a bit of damage but it's a game everybody should look forward to and if Celtic maintain um, the results of the last two games and so do Rangers it'll be a cracker Leon, cup, cup final this weekend then what would you do if you were Neil Lennon who would you be playing? Same team it's, a, it's the yeah, one team team no question but, it yeah, does, but, but Leon, it doesn't sound from, from Neil Lennon's after-match interview yesterday. It doesn't sound like he's going to play the same team, does it? It sounds like some of the some of the old guard, if you want to call them that, are going to come back in. Well, that's it. And to be fair, I feel like if the likes of Scott Brown and that come back in, I feel like they could still win it, and that'll give him a wee confidence boost. And then it's just about the the games after. Leon, thanks very much for calling. It's fascinating, it's, Barry. Yep. It's hard to change a winning team, yeah. isn't it? When yeah. There's been two good Celtic performances. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got big decisions to make this week. It'll be, I'm sure, training will be interesting. I'm sure guys will be desperate to play in that, that cup final because yeah, everybody wants to play in a cup final. Mm-hmm. These are, these are high-pressure, mm-hmm. high-stakes yep. decisions, aren't they? It's stating the obvious, isn't it? It's a huge game for Celtic because yeah. they're expected to win. Yeah. It's, what what uh, would you do, say? Si? I would, I would keep the same team. Right. You know, would you, uh, you, Rob? I, 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 I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think momentum. I mean, this hasn't happened for Celtic for so long. Back-to-back wins, uh, encouraging performances. It's the quadruple treble, but it's also uh, continuing to kickstart the season and come back at Rangers. We're going to be back in a few moments after the news. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.
Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Show. This weekend in the league and then the cup final. It's all a bit strange, Rob, but you'll be commentating Heart of Midlothian against Celtic. Yeah. 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 Hearts uh, scored six goals, didn't they, uh, the weekend in the in the championship. And uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, if, if Celtic aren't at it, then the Hearts could certainly be a threat. The likes of Naismith, Craig Gordon, they've got, they've got premiership mm. type players on that team as well. Yep, I'll, I'll be, uh, I've got Martin O'Neill alongside me uh, oh. on oh, Sunday wow. on the BBC for the, for the Scottish Cup final. Wow. So, no, but it's going to be not, you know, he's, he's a, I mean, he's, he's got, um, he's just got that aura about him, yeah. hasn't he, Martin O'Neill? It's going to be interesting. He's, he's usually quite quirky. Uh, sometimes yeah. you never know where he's going in a conversation, but uh, I'll be listening to him, that's for sure. Two silver foxes, that's like a housewife's dream, isn't it? Rob McLean and Martin O'Neill. God, my mum will be tuning in definitely. <laughs> That's a gantry to see this weekend. <laughs> Man, only it was my first manager at Celtic though when I went full time, and like Rob says, he did have an aura about mm-hmm. him. Even big players like your Lennons, Larsons, Hartsons. There was a wee bit of fear there with Martin O'Neill. How you was know? he with you? Did he say much to you? Know, nah. You're a younger player. No. But even first team players, you would watch him and you'd walk yeah. by. One day you would yeah. speak to them, the next day you would walk by them. I think he had the kind of Brian Clough thing about him where he had to, always had them, always had them guessing, didn't he? Yeah. But he would just come in before we would work games, and he would just come in before the game. He'd read, read the eleven names off a team, off a, off a bit of paper, and walk back out. Aidan tells a great story where Aidan was he'd been on the bench for the first three games or something. And Martin O'Neill comes in away at a time castle and elite he reads eleven names out and Aidan thinks he's heard his name. So he goes up to Steve Offord and he says, Did I just hear my name there? And Steve Offord went, Yeah, you're playing and he went, Well, where am I playing? I don't what position he went, You're up front with Henrik, get on with it and walk back out and that was it. When you go talk. That yeah. was his team talk from yeah. playing up front with Henrik Larson. Yeah. He went out and was man of the match. So. <laughs> The genius of Martin O'Neill. <laughs> but he's a, he's a really interesting guy. I mean, who, who's got lots of interests outside football as well. He's obsessed with Crime. murder trials, yeah. Old Bailey, mm-hmm. some of the fa- most famous Old that's Bailey right. murder yeah. trials, and all that. So that's, that's what that's what he tends to read in his in his quiet moments. Did he not go and sit in the court in Glasgow and yeah, watch trials? He did. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did. Maybe seen Barry up in court a couple of times. <laughs> probably watched <laughs> <it>. <laughs> what, what a strange game. I mean, yeah. a cup final. You know, know. We were just, Barry yeah. and I were just talking about it before the show. It's it's the, it's one of the big showpiece occasions, isn't it? In Scottish football yeah. without a crowd. Yeah. Well, I think in the Scottish Cup it's one of the most iconic cups about, and that's one of the things you you start the start of the season. It's a league, but you want to do really well in the Scottish Cup, and to have no fans, and it's going to be a, a strange one, and, and to have it in the twentieth of December is uh, is crazy. But you, you love the it, celebrations when you won it. Did, did you almost when you won? I, it, I was it lucky enough yeah. to win it five times. Um, Just thought I'd throw oh, that. Oh, I was yeah. lucky enough to win it five times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeding him. Yeah. Did you ever confuse Morris Ross's ears with the Scottish Cup? <laughs> <laughs> what was That's the best celebration? Can you remember? Um, I mean, I'm thinking afterwards and all that. The, the Scottish yeah. Cup it, it fell on because you were straight on in holiday time then, so you had four or five weeks off. Uh, so the the parties normally lasted three to five days. So um, there was some. Well, I yeah. can't say too much <laughs> where the parties ended up, but there were great <laughs> occasions. Um, as I says, a lot of great memories the Scottish Cup brings to me. So we'll see this weekend what's going to happen. Let's take some more calls. Scott is on the line from Barhead. Hi, Scott. 
Hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, Thanks, good, Scott. thank you. Thanks for calling Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. So, uh, you'll be a happy Rangers fan, I would imagine? Yeah, very happy at the moment. I just want to touch on the Antwerp, ga- Antwerp draw, the yeah. Europa League game. Uh-huh. Uh, I just think it's, it won't be as easy as some fans are thinking, because I saw them play against Spurs. And they were by far and away the best team in Belgium. And then London, it took a Gareth Bale magic free kick and a bit of magic from Harry Kane to win the game for Spurs. So I just don't think it'll be as easy as some Rangers fans are saying. Just what are your thoughts on that? No games in, in, in Europe are easy. There's no doubt about it. And they're, they're a good outfit, as I said. Um, but listen, the, the way Rangers are playing, they're not going overconfident, but they're going confident that they can, they can get through. You've got to always, whoever you play against, You've got to give them every respect um, and I'm sure Rangers will do that and it will be a tough game but as I said, Rangers are in a good moment at this time. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence and it's still seven or eight weeks down the line so there's still a lot of football uh, to be played um, but they've got a real good chance for me getting into the last 16. Yeah, I mean the, the very fact they beat uh, Tottenham at home mm. as Scott says uh, marks them down as a, as a quality team um, Steven Gerrard will already uh, have his uh, have his team researching and getting all the video looked at and all the rest of it they will know everything about them by the time they play I mean it's a long way away of course it's in February but I'll tell you what it's going to take a really good team to knock Rangers out of this competition And Barry says they're in a good moment but it's not just been a moment Europe, Europe-wise they've been yeah. picking up good results in Europe for two years they are a, they are a team that is suited to playing yeah. in Europe uh, I just think I think they'll have too much for, for Antwerp mm-hmm. But Scott we take your point you obviously know your football what else would you say about Rangers what about the title race still still a uh, bit to go I'm st- I'm, yeah I'm, I was quite confident last season and obviously after January you know what happened so I'm yep. keeping my cards close to my chest in terms of the title race mm-hmm. this season but I also I was also going to say ask Barry inside do you think Rangers can go unbeaten and if so how far what would that rank in terms of Scottish football achievements Good question. There's a high possibility. Um, I th- we, we spoke about mm. this in, yep. in Friday. I, I got asked the question. Um, and in terms of form for the start of the season until now, um, there is a possibility. Uh, but th- I'll always go back to you. You've got to keep your feet on the ground. You've got to keep level-headed. You can't get overconfident. And that that's the, the vibe I'm getting out of the, the Rangers dressing room just now when the manager comes and speaks after every single game. He speaks honestly and respectful um, to the opponents and so do the players when they come out and speak but it's a real possibility there's the way that they're playing they're, they're on a different level this season and this is the, the best squad that the manager's had um, since he came into the club there's no doubt there's real competition for places and, and everybody's playing at a high level at this moment in time yeah, it's going to take a hell of performance domestically to beat them. You know, you see Dundee United. Just, I just think teams in Scotland just struggle to deal with the pressure that Rangers put on off the ball. It's very hard. You need to be very good on the ball to get out of the press because they press so well. The one time Dundee United managed it, they got a goal from it. But I just kind of see teams outside of maybe, as I said, Aberdeen on a tight pitch at Pataudry. Hibs a tight, well, not tight pitch, but a weight at Easter Road. I think they're the two that could possibly give Rangers a game. I think at Ibrox, the way they play on and off the ball is just too much domestically for teams. Bear in mind, if Celtic can get back to their best, they're the team that could that can obviously give Rangers a game. But, but Rangers can just concentrate on what they're doing. I mean, you know, you could you could say, well, they're they're doing that anyway. They're always going to be concentrating on their own game and their own results and all the rest of it. But there's there's been no pressure on Rangers. There's been there hasn't been a Celtic breathing down their neck. So they they just grind you know they just grind out these these results. Twenty seven games unbeaten, um, and there's nothing approaching pressure from Celtic. Yeah, but I think the most pleasing thing. 
from Stephen Gerrard's point is it's not just the way they're playing it is I'll go back to it and I keep saying it I feel I keep repeating myself it's the dirty side of the game that yeah. I'm really impressed mm-hmm. with Rangers it's their work rate off the ball there was an instance in the, the first half where Ryan Kent sprinted 50-60 yards back past Barisic to make the, the, the tackle for a throw-in for Dundee United that, that's that's the kind of team spirit and team team work ethic that you, you need and that's what that's what this Rangers team are bringing just now and so teams in Scotland can't handle it you've seen Dundee United second I think I think at half time Gerrard's gave him a wee, a wee bollocking about pressing better off the ball in the second half Dundee United couldn't get their half every time Dundee United won the ball back Rangers pressed so well that the first pass was straight back to Rangers and what, what ends up happening they end up camped in teams halves and, and ultimately they will create five or six chances because they've got quality up top as well Yep, they're showing patience as well yeah. um, they're, they're keeping the ball and making teams work uh, as before they would maybe try and force passes um, they're not doing that they're, and the big a big point of that is Stephen Davis the calmness that he brings he's he's running games of football just now in that middle of the park and that's one thing where you can't every time you, you go forward you can't score mm. so sometimes you've got to be patient and uh, patient, sorry, and don't force it and that's what Rangers are doing Scott, you could come back on later in the season if they go unbeaten the guys think it could happen but nobody can say for sure where do you stand on Morelos? What do you feel? I feel like obviously his goals have dried up this season but mm. I do feel that his overall team play has improved vastly because last season we didn't see him dropping deep. We saw him kind of moan, sort of moan when he didn't get the ball, didn't score. But I do feel that he has improved his discipline. Obviously, yesterday didn't help for that, but I do feel overall this season definitely improved disciplinary compared what, to last season. Was it was it a, was yellow right, Scott? Did you reckon yesterday? It's kind of difficult because obviously it wasn't an elbow, but I, I think a four-arm smash is a red card <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. So I would say it's probably. I think he was lucky to stay in the park. Yeah. Rangers are a better team with Morelos in it. Yeah, I don't okay. care. I don't care what anybody says. Even if he's not scoring goals, um, he's playing a different way, and that that's down to the way the manager wants to play. Mm-hmm. That's down to drilling. Um, the team on on the training ground and if you take him out I know there's good replacements at times but for me I would always have him in my in my starting yeah. 11 because so when centre backs come up against them they don't they enjoy it against them, yeah. they if I'm playing just tomorrow I'm de- and Morelos is on the bench I'm delighted mm-hmm. like I said he's a constant pest I think he's up for the battle every time and he doesn't give centre halves a minute yep, he's yeah. just frustrating but <laughs> just when he, obviously he takes his wee um, moments when yeah. he's getting took off but I, I, listen I don't mind that I don't want if I'm bringing somebody off I don't want him to be happy with it sure. I want him to come off been disappointed that means he's got to go and work even harder in training next week but for me Rangers with Morelos in the team are a far better team did you ever crack when you got taken off? never got took off oh, <laughs> he's on fire then yeah. it's five Scottish Cups never taken off I'm yeah. the complete opposite no, like I, I, I wouldn't be happy look, yeah. I don't mind it look yeah. I think the throwing of the gloves a couple of weeks ago just as he walked past the manager wait till you get in the stand and yeah. have a wee strop but yeah. look that well, shows me player done that? I would chase him <laughs> I'd chase him into the stand but I don't mind that it shows me that he cares yeah. look, I want to play every game I'm not happy with getting took off with 15 or 20 to go Another guy that, that I think is a bit under the radar at the moment, just because so many people round about him are operating at such a high level, especially the guy on the other side of the, the back four, is Borna Barisic. I think he is absolutely top drawer at the moment. If it wasn't for uh, James Taverty being spectacular at the moment, mm-hmm. I think there'd be a lot, we'd be talking a lot more uh, about him. I, I just think he is class. G- going forward, 
different class. I still think defensively he could get better, a bit yeah. tougher. Right. Um, but look, there's no doubt he's 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 one one player that that clubs will be keeping an eye on. Scott, um, what do you feel about Barisic? I th- I'm worried about. I, I think he's one player that I think could leave in January if anyone does. I think it'll be Barisic. Mm. He'll not be allowed to. See, no. no way. Too important. Yeah, I, I don't think any players will, will leave. Yeah. I, I think if there is interest, as I've said, I think the manager and the board will will speak to that player and say say to them, listen, another three or four months here, let's go and try and win silverware. And if you want to go, which is every player's right, they want to go and play at the highest level. It can happen this summer. I can't see any player um, leaving Rangers. Is the problem for him defensively? If you, if you see a problem, Barry, with him, that that yeah. that left centre that left centre back changes a lot, whereas mm-hmm. Goldson and Tavernier is constant. Yeah, that, that's me been picky, Rob. But yeah. Look, I, I think he's a fantastic fullback. There's no doubt. Um, I just think he frightens you, doesn't he? He he. They both frighten you when when they're going forward and on song, and also when the two of them are standing over a free kick and you don't know which of them's going to hit it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Barry Barisic has proved it over over the course that he can hit a free kick. Now Tav's just stepped up yesterday and, and hit a, an absolute worldie. Um, but listen, both are, are in fantastic form. Both of them are key, key players for Rangers. I just think Barisic, let's cross, is coming easier than Tavernier does, which mm. I wouldn't have said last year. I mm. think, I know the goal Saturday came for Tavernier's side, but when I think back to the Benfica game, I think they kind of targeted Barisic on that side. Standard Liège, two of the crosses for the goals came from Barisic's side. I think Stephen Gerrard mentioned something after after the game that crosses were coming in too easy for that. So I think McNulty gets one in. Uh, but I agree going forward he's, he's top class but I think defensively you know you think of Boyle at Hibs at Easter Road that, that day I think Boyle got the better on that day and that's where Hibs get their two goals for. so I just think defensively he could stop crosses that wee bit better I enjoy the interview I listened to Tavernier after the game and he takes responsibility he, he could have got out quicker to stop yeah. it and he probably says like Barisic wouldn't be happy with the ball getting over his head that, that for me is guys taking responsibility that's what I'm, I'm like about this team. There's, there's nobody shying away for it. If they do make a mistake, they own up to it and try and not make it happen again. Scott, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> Another three points against Motherwell? Yeah, that uh, probably a bit after Christmas is I win at Ibrox against Celtic <laughs> more than anything. Is there a match coming up? Yeah. <laughs> that Scott. game's massive. It's certainly need to go and show that Rangers are beatable, you know, in that game in January. Can they? Yeah. If they hit top form, of course they can. They've got the players to do it, but. Well, as I've said, it'll take a hell of a performance, but they need to do it. Otherwise, if they don't, even if it comes out a draw, remain, Rangers remain unbeaten, it'll be very hard f- for any other team after that to go and beat Rangers. They did it last season, didn't they? After uh, yeah, they did it. Yeah, they, pl- they did it at Ibrox, but then lost at the New Year game. Scott, thanks very much for calling in. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah. I was going to hear there uh, on Morellis and Elbowgate, Rob, as we're calling it. This is what the manager said. I haven't looked at the incident back, but I remember it in, in normal play. And um, it was a foul. And uh, the referees dealt with it with a yellow card. I don't think there's anything else to say on it. But in the bigger picture, his post-match assessment of the 2-1 win against Dundee United. We're really pleased because it's a tough game. You're not expecting an easy game here and thought Dundee competed really well and made it really difficult for us, especially in the first half. thought we were much better how we handled that in the second half, but it's another big win and um, you've got to come to places like this and show a different side of you. Hopefully we'll look back on results like this uh, come the end of the season and and be even more prouder of them. And he paid credit to the United uh, goal. You know, they had a chance uh, just before they scored. We never sc- stopped the cross down here. Bourne never stopped the cross. The kid could have had a, a free shot at goal. Obviously, the goal came from the other side where we haven't stopped the cross, but it's a fantastic finish from the Dundee United player. So credit to him, but again, we show character. We don't feel sorry for ourselves and we keep pushing forward. 
Yeah, I thought United did okay at times, and particularly in the first half, um, and they they limited Rangers to, to not very much. But the second half was absolutely one way traffic, and and had two one become four or five one, I wouldn't have been that surprised. Yep, the Dun United definitely frustrated Rangers um, up until that free kick, and then it kind of opened the game up a wee bit. And one good passage you play for Dun United to get that equaliser. But as the manager just said there, they don't start feeling sorry for themselves. They go and you get a reaction straight away, and. You get that vital second goal, and then, as you said, Rob, the, the, the second half, it was all Rangers. As I said, they were they, they could have scored another three or four goals, and the biggest thing for me is they were patient. They, they don't try and force. They, they, they were they cut Dun United open a couple of times, and um, that would be the only disappointing thing that they didn't manage to get another couple of goals. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You go away to a place like Tannadice. I've said it plenty of times before. Yep. H- horrible day. The pitch mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't great. You take that all day long. You you look back in this three or four weeks ago and know how you played. It's that you came away with three points. I, I can confirm yeah. it was a horrible day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Scott Arfield, you know, he hit the post. He'd, he'd one he cleared off yeah. the line. Um, there was Mor- Morellas uh, should have scored when when Roof played him in. What a pass that yeah, was! And, and he and he'd a couple of fresh airs as well, didn't he, Morellas, yeah. when the ball came across to him in the box? But that's what Rangers have got as well. When you think of Scott Arfield's one off the line, you know, when when teams sit off them, like Barry says, they can be patient. But the Arfield chance comes. Dundee United changed after. A spell in the second half and try to press him high and goes and gets the ball at his feet. It's, a, it's one pass over the top mm-hmm. to Eton. He runs through the goal, he saves it, lands to Arfield. So they've got different ways of playing it, and that's what you need when you're going to win. They're mixing it up, side. Exactly, yeah. I, I like the way they mix it up. They play nice football, but sometimes route one yeah. over the top, go and stretch the, the opposition, and, and that's what they're that's what they're doing. Um, but I, we'll keep going back to Scott Arfield. I think he's been one of the top performers again. He's, he's an 8 out of 10 every single game Amazing, I watch Rangers I, yeah. I tell you yep. a story about Scott Arfield yeah. me and Scott have been tight since we were younger came through Scotland together I left Swindon he'd left Huddersfield he phoned me up we were both struggling for a club he was going to go to Southend on trial and my mate had been at Southend the year before and I said to him Scott he didn't go to Southend he didn't get paid the club's in a mess so he ended up not going a day later the next day he gets a phone call to go on trial with Burnley and the rest history fantastic the uh, Rangers fans have got me to thank for Scott Arfield because he could have been at Southend playing in League 2 so there you go there's a headline but you look yeah. at Stephen Gerrard's um, work in the transfer market Alan McGregor free transfer yep. Scott Arfield free transfer Stephen Davis free transfer I know it'll be big wages but mm. there's Glenn Kamara 50 grand have <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned that ok we're back with more great points Barry coming next The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry reunited after a couple of weeks apart. Uh, Cy getting fit again. He'll be playing this weekend, hopefully, for Peterhead in Glasgow against Partick Thistle. I know, he keeps trying to hold my hand, but I've told him we need a social, social. distance. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've missed him. I've missed him. Just not the same, is it? But uh, although Leanne was great, wasn't she? She's really, really oh, she good. Was analysis. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. top midfielder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant sport. And she can oh. talk football as well. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy it. I do. I've been yeah. speaking on Instagram. She, she is looking for my jersey, but yeah. that's what football is all about, isn't it? I'll tell you what, yesterday's jersey, it was a bad one for Glasgow City against Rangers. Rangers women, four goals. Yeah, Five. 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 Yeah. Yep. Five. Did you watch it? No, I, um, who was it? Somebody had texted me. Uh, and I know the manager of the Rangers women, um, Malky Thompson. So yep. they've went full time and they're they're hopefully going to try and challenge Glasgow City who have been the dominant force for the mm. last nine or ten seasons. But it was a great result for Rangers. Is it 5-0? 5-0. Yeah. 
5 yeah. nil. Wow. And Glasgow City yeah. have got the second leg of their uh, European game, haven't they, against Sparta, Sparta. Prague this yep. week? 2-1 down, so every chance hopefully of turning that round. Yep, she got the away goal the other week, so that should help them. But it shows you, Rob, the balance of power could be changing with Celtic now full-time, Aye. Rangers full-time. It's going to be tough for Glasgow City. Yep, could all be changing in the course of uh, the next few months. Listening to Neil Lennon uh, talking about management and players and uh, how you handle them, it's a bit like what you were chatting about earlier on. He was asked about the players after the match yesterday. It's interesting. I was watching Roy Keane yesterday and talking about desire and hunger and players hugging each other after the game. It's different now from our generation. And I've learned that as I've gone along, you know, there's times you can get angry with them and frustrated and you have to tell them. But if you keep doing that all the time, then it loses impact and you have to protect them a little bit. I want more from the group. There's more to come from them. They've sort of like been drifting a little bit the last few months, but they seem to be all back on point and, and focused. So, you know, I'm hoping this is the start of something good for us. Barry, can you understand that as a manager? I totally get where he's coming from. Um, I've kind of changed the way that I manage over the last couple of years. I was a bit of a ranter and raver coming in and if we weren't doing well, I'd be... Um, Kicking things and shouting and bawling. So, uh, excuse me, I was at one of your, I was at one of your Scottish Cup games uh, last season. Uh, you've stopped ranting and raving and kicking things, have you? Yeah, it's a bit different during the ninety minutes. But I'm talking about <laughs> you. We volleyed the ball at a ref in our game yeah. as well. <laughs> Look, you're. I'm in the moment. I'm. I'm with my players, and I always say that. Look, I'm. Albeit I'm at the sidelines, I'm. I'm desperate for them to. to, to um, do well so I'm talking about half time when you go in when you're not doing well there, there is a time and a place to to maybe let a bit of steam off but also you, you've got to be wary you can't be doing that every single um, game at half time and after the game um, but there is a time and a place um, you've got to let players know the truth if you're not happy you've got to let them know that so it's, it's become really complicated it's become much more complicated hasn't it management in terms of dealing with players than it, than it used to be yeah I wonder how Alex Ferguson would get on now I really do I think Klopp's got the great balance isn't he you know you see him yesterday with his team at Fulham you say you can't shout at players but he was going off his head at the side of the pitch but I think what he's also got is the other side where he has got he's on the pitch after the game hugging them after it mm. so it's about getting that balance and it's it's about connecting with them personally and mentally in a minute Barry getting them on side as you've got to have the players with you um, and you've got to treat them all the same uh, that's it basically and you've got to make, you've got to um, let them be aware of you're there for them not just for, for football coaching or football management but you're there for them and as I said I'll go back to what I said earlier anything personal out with football if they're struggling mentally if some some of your players have, have lost their jobs as well so you, you've got to be a, a shoulder to cry on and as I said if I can't help them I'm always going to try and point them in the right direction I'll, I'll make phone calls to to put them in in front of the right people, but it's something that has definitely changed over the years. I think be, I think being honest is still a thing that you need to make with players. Yes, 100%. I'm always honest with players how they've played. It's just how you put that across them. Mm-hmm. Like Barry says, you can't come in every week ranting and raving. Other, I think, yeah. same again is like there needs to be a constructive side. To it. it can't just be coming in and say you need to, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. You need then need to show them what you want want from them. Um, and and it's a t- it's a tough gig. I, I do feel for managers. I really do, especially in these times with the corona. And, mm-hmm. And you're trying to put a team together, and and it's tough. It really is. You're not, you're not sure if it is for you in the future. Okay, I do. I think I will. I think I will eventually want I think to. Get. I'm still only 32, so. Paul. So of course. 
But I, I, I love like tactical, tactically about the game. I like watching games. Well, we hear it on the on the program. People say to us all the time the way you read the game. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> on the socials. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I think yeah. you can hear in Neil Lennon's voice that the the pressure and the stress of the situation, and he's got a stressful week coming up because he's got to make a massive decision mm-hmm. ahead of the cup final about whether he sticks with the team that that's actually turned things around for Celtic in the last couple of games, or whether he goes back to um, some of the old guard. And it's it, yeah, it's, the, it's the quadruple treble, it's the Scottish Cup, but it's also maintaining this little mini momentum that Celtic have got from, from back-to-back wins, Barry. Yeah, but he's going to have a sore head this week because mm. he, he's got decisions he'll need to make. Is They're going for the quadruple treble. Um, you know how much that means, not just to Celtic, but the, the, the Celtic players, sorry, the fans as well, and Celtic as a club. So he's going to, I think, Training will be feisty. I would expect training to be feisty. I would expect guys to be, be training at the top of their game to make sure they're trying uh, they're trying to get into that starting eleven. So, does football management bring so much um, so much pressure and and um, sleepless nights, even at part time level? I've I've mm-hmm. told Sai because obviously he's wanting to try and get into it. It's twenty four seven. It's twenty four seven. You go home after the show often, don't you? This show, and you go home and you watch the video of the tomorrow's opponent if you had a match. Yep, yeah. I've got a game tomorrow, so oh, I'll yeah. go back and watch a full game that Spartans played on uh, Saturday. Right. Um, I watched it yesterday. I always watch it twice. Mm-hmm. You um, need to now, don't you, Barry? You need to be well. You need to be uh, well prepared because players expect that for you now. Even at this your sort of level, League One, uh, and not, and uh, the Lowland League, mm-hmm. if if you're not prepared, players can quickly see it now. Mm-hmm. And I think they look for that in a manager now, don't they? I, I'm a big believer in that. There can't be any excuses, any yeah. any excuses whatsoever. Because they will use them, yeah. Because I'll let the boys know how they play, the way that it, what's their, their strengths and weaknesses, and they've got to trust me on it. Um, so, not that's it's twenty four seven. Yeah, you've got to be the end of the, the, the phone, and if people are not playing, they're champing their door, not happy. Yeah. So you, you've got to try and keep eighteen players bubbling along when you can only pick eleven. And their parents sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, but that's just crazy. Um, yeah. I've heard a few stories of that recently. Parents phoning up managers. Yeah, I, I was astonished. Um, but yeah, that was my dad. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but twenty six. I, I think that's fine. Seventeen or eighteen, you know. But when you get a twenty six yeah. year old, it's a bit much, isn't it? phoning you and asking why he's not playing. Um, wow. I found that. Yep. Um, Do you think his dad still tucks him in at night? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised Here's Neil Lennon talking. He's not there, he's yeah. not, uh, Is he not there anymore? No, 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 you took action Here's Neil Lennon talking about the, the back four Obviously they had a clean sheet yesterday I thought my back four played great Chris Iyer and Greg going forward were, were superb And the two centre-halves dealt with any physicality And they're getting better as, you know, And a better understanding And um, it, it's important we keep that continuity now Going forward if we can They're two very good players And Shane has an ability to go and tackle the ball In, in, in the box And yeah, I think you saw the best of Sheen today and he's looking better and better as you go along. Can I just say, Barry's not told you as well that Bob Malcolm's dad phones him as well when Barry shouts at him. <laughs> does he? <laughs> Big Bob. Big bad Bob. Uh, no, <laughs> Big Bob just doesn't listen to me uh, now. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> no, I agree with Neil Lennon. I think Shane Duffy's better when he's got people around him. You know, when when he's fellow centre-half 10 yards one side him and he's other centre-half 10, 10 yards other side him and he's left exposed, I think that's when we see the worst of Shane Duffy. I think when you see the best of him is when he's got a guy like Sorrow sitting in front of him with Julian next to him who doesn't want to run up the pitch. Yeah. And then that's when you see the best of Shane Duffy. And as I say, Sorrow, that position for me, it's a massive position for Rangers. That sitting midfielder who shifts across when the Celtic do the same, the fullbacks want to get high. Aya wants to go forward. And it's so vital that you've got that guy who can shift across the pitch quickly. And when he gets there, he tackles people. 
and it's such a because you, you you keep teams pinned in their half when you get that when they do get chance to get turned and pin the ball in behind you they can then get up the pitch and you find yourself defending your own box so it's, sorrow for me is massive for Shane Duffy that type of player I, I think it's been good management from Neil Lennon I, th- I think he took him out of the firing line I think he was right to do that and give him a bit of time to just have a bit of thinking time um, and do his training I think this will be the making of him now um, scoring that goal that will give him um, surely a, a big boost and uh, as I keep saying you don't play in the Premier League for the number of years that Shane Duffy did um, if you're not a good sure. um, if you're not a good player and, and I think pace in them as well didn't he and you've got that yeah. with Ayer Julian and, and Greg Taylor are yeah I mean, I, I mean you made a point of mentioning Greg Taylor there I, I, for me Greg Taylor is an underestimated mm. player I, he's a lot better than a lot of people think I think he's one of the first ones to be criticised when things are going badly for Celtic but I think he you know he gives them a lot of energy down the left side his movement is good he got forward and as you were saying earlier on in the show he created a lot of room by mm. his runs he created a lot of room for Elianusi yeah I, I think it was so unfair to him at the start of the season. He was playing, we were said he played left wing back, didn't he? He was expected to basically go and play as a winger for Celtic, yeah. which Greg Taylor, isn't he? His qualities are stopping wingers, getting crosses into the box, playing simple and running around his, wing, his winger. I think he gets that in that, that formation in the four two three one. And, and I thought, as I said, I thought he brought the best out in El Yunusi. And he's tireless, Greg Taylor. You know, when you're yep. going through tough times, you need guys that want to work hard and run. And Greg Taylor will give you that every week. I, I don't think he was playing badly. Um, no. when he got took out the team no. so it, it must have been that it must have been hard for Greg mm. Taylor to take um, but yeah but when you bring when you bring somebody in on loan from Macy Milan on pretty, <laughs> yeah, hefty, yeah, pretty hefty wages then you know that, that the decision yeah. is kind of made it's for you it's the home player often that's first but, forgotten yeah. isn't it but it yeah. says a lot about Greg Taylor as a person yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not not once have you seen him moan in the press or whatever he, he's just got his yeah. head down and clearly he's worked hard on the training ground and he's he's got his chance the last couple of games and he done very well yesterday so Si we missed your predictions on Friday will we put Barry and Rob oh, on the let's line go here uh, Rob you saw did you do yours at home in isolation did you do your own predictions yeah I've got five out of five exactly Rob what about Hibs 4-0 yeah. at, and they were uh, second top for 24 yeah. hours Hibs uh, they've bounced back well yeah. from that cup defeat to Hearts a couple of months ago but 4-0 at Hamilton yeah I mean it's uh, more and more I'm thinking it's going to be an amazing battle between Hibs and Aberdeen yeah. for, for, for third place in the league and uh, Hibs have got a lot going for them I think Jack Ross the manager has got a lot going for him Kevin Nisbet um, yeah absolutely yeah. Kevin Nisbet scored again Martin Boyle a constant yeah. threat uh, Hamilton were minus a few key players no doubt about that but it was a thumping win for, for Hibs and uh, yeah they, they've got uh, something good going and Aki's had a few chances because I see Marciano was in Team of the Week. I'm looking at some of the papers right. here. So was he? Like, yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. Not, you're not convinced, Colin. No, I, no, I, yeah. I, yeah. I think in the highlights I saw, I didn't see Hamilton featuring too much. In it, I know, to be trouble honest. is, I'm reading the paper here, so I went on that one. Is that what, definitely this week's paper? What, yeah. what about Maine? <laughs> Aberdeen, you did see that one, Curtis Maine. Yeah, Curtis Maine got a couple yeah. of goals, um, did pretty well. Aberdeen were, were as good as they had to be, I would say. Uh, I didn't think they were spectacularly good. Um, but Ross Kenty are going through a tough time. Uh, Stuart Kettlewell is obviously a manager under pressure at the yep. moment. But yeah, Aberdeen, um, well, at that point, they went level on points with Celtic. So it, it tells you they've had, a, they've had a good start to the season. Why did Cosgrove not play up? Sorry, no, I think that there, there, I, I do hear whispers that, that uh, he's looking elsewhere. I mean, obviously, th- there was, a, there was a, a bid from France earlier on in the season yeah. for him, which he decided that he wasn't going to go for. Um, I just wonder if he's looking around and his mind is elsewhere at the moment. Uh, Plus the club would maybe take the money. Yeah, Sorry, well, exactly. Because yeah. of COVID. I've so. seen a bit. I don't know what I've seen it. I think it was yesterday that Aberdeen were interested in Stuart from Ross County. Yeah. 
and a pre-contract oh, sure. yeah. contracts yeah. out yeah. next summer yeah. that, that would be a great sign and he, yeah. he's one player that every time I've, I've watched him or I've seen sorry Ross County play he's always stood out we did well against Celtic oh, yeah. so you've got, you got Aberdeen you went Aberdeen, Barney, didn't you? Yes. At the weekend, yep. so did you, Rob? Yeah, we yep. both, I think we both, both went, went for, for Aberdeen and Hibs, and, and I think those those were probably fairly obvious. Okay. We both went for Rangers and Celtic. Yep. I think it was the other two, yep. the other two that where we came unstuck. It's a great it. result for St Myrna, isn't it? Great result. Yeah. Yep. You know, people say that St Myrna yeah. are just a well-organised team, and that's it. You see their goal Saturday; it's great football. Mm-hmm. You know, they play yep. the ball. Yep. As Barry says, loves the phrase, "play the ball through the lines." Don't get me started with lines. You'll not hear that in goal radio. High press, low block. Transition to her. Right, I'm at a season yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen a fair bit of them in the last couple of weeks, Simmer, and I'm really impressed Good with them. So he's it, got yeah. some good guys in him. And Jamie McGrath is one I really like mm. for them. Dylan Connolly as well is powerful. PC down the, down mm. the side for them. I just think Jim Goodwin's uh, done a real good job at uh, adding to the squad, making them better. I think they've won four of their last five, maybe. It's, some, it's a really good run mm-hmm. for, for St. Mirren. I don't, I don't think St. Mirren are anything like going down. No, I like no. What, how Jim Goodwin does it. First and foremost, he makes sure his team's organised, which he must be. You know, yeah. he, he starts for the back. He went and got experience in at the back. It then allows guys to go and express themselves running forward. I think if you can get pace in your team with a well organised defence, I think you've got half a chance in Scotland. And I think Jim Goodwin's done that. Stephen Robinson, uh, Robinson mm. must be worried. Yeah, must I mean, be I look now. at that yeah. muddle. I, I look yeah. at the muddle squad and the personnel they've got, and they, they've got a lot of good players, but they've um, a lot of chopping and changing, haven't they? Yeah, but I seen that they're. I've seen an interview that he's didn't seem too happy with the obviously the level of performances but you look at their squad and I, I fancy them to be a top six team and challenge well, even Aberdeen and yep. Yep, challenge, yep. challenge Aberdeen and Hibs mm-hmm. for that third place yeah and what but, happens if uh, the appeals of Kilmarnock and St Mirren are successful yeah. and, and Motherwell suddenly lose yeah. six but the six points that was added on to their total Rob could they take those back I, I don't I know mean, it's, I, well I mean the, the rule was made up in oh, the course of I the know. season wasn't I it know. to actually yep. punish teams mm-hmm. so you know is there an appeals process yeah. <laughs> so, like Richard, letting Richard take go for me the captain I know. Yeah. it's a strange decision yeah. I think he's been St Mirren's best player this yeah. year yeah. I know they went and got Stephen O'Donnell who is but to lose your captain a, a, yep. and to give a rival in St Mirren your captain you know it's a big loss for St, for Motherwell sorry Richard Tate. I think he's a right good player and the, and they don't have a goal scorer no. they, don't, they don't have a regular goal no. scorer that's a problem mm. for so Rob what was your prediction? I, I went for uh, a draw a draw I, I, did, I, yeah. I, I thought St Mirren yeah. would get something okay. I didn't, I didn't yeah. think they'd win I went for Motherwell oh, yep. so did I ok we're going to go to St Johnson Livingston another great win for Livy who's going to get the job we'll speak about it just after this the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! go, go. We're really pleased because it's a tough game. You're not expecting an easy game here, and both Dundee competed really well and made it really difficult for us, especially in the first half. Thought we were much better how we handled that in the second half, but it's another big win, and um, you've got to come to places like this and show a different side of you. Hopefully, we'll look back on results like this uh, come the end of the season and, and be even more prouder of them. It's interesting, I was watching Roy Keane yesterday and talking about I desire. show a bit of loyalty to some of the boys who have been there, done that, got us there, but we'll, we'll look at it this week. It's an important game, you know, finish off the remnants of last season, but it's a game that we want to win and another trophy that's up for grabs for us that we want to win. Um, but the likes of Sorrow, Turnbull, you know, Duffy, Hazard, they've done their chances, no harm in starting next week. Two managers of the old firm, Stephen Gerrard, 27 games unbeaten. 
Tavernier, as you call him, Tavernier, <laughs> Sorry, whatever. No, it's, yeah, no, seventeen James. goals. I'm just trying yeah. to make him sound a bit more exotic. Do you oh, know what I mean? It's great. Yeah, <laughs> his play deserves it. <laughs> seventeen goals, thirteen assists, phenomenal. And uh, Rangers thirteen points clear, but uh, Celtic beating Kilmarnock two 0 Rangers two one up at Dundee United. So we're going through the matches at the weekend. The final one we haven't talked about was Levy's win at St Johnson Barry. Which uh, did we see that coming? I don't think so because St Johnson no, were on a great run. I, I thought it was um, there was a draw written all over the top of that one. Um, St Johnson yeah. ten games on was it ten or eleven games unbeaten? Eleven, I think it was. Yep, yeah, they were on a fantastic run. But Livingston um, since David Martindale's took over, they've had two great results: one against Dun United, one against their United in the cup. And he's done his his chances of, of getting that job on a full time basis. No harm at all. We going up to McDermott Park and getting getting a great three points because, as I said, the form that St. Johnson were on. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing a big part in Livingston for such a long time. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's continuity, really. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows the players better than him. I just wonder whether uh, David Hopkin, available now, having left Morton, uh, might be a possibility to to come in alongside Davy Martindale. They they know each other well. Yeah, I played against. Uh, Hopkins and Martindale's team in League One Livingston and they were very good very mm. well drilled I think they two seemed like they got on quite well I think they've got similar beliefs in football be hard to beat um, and, and try and hit teams on the counter that, that wouldn't surprise me I also think maybe Marvin Bantley Rob yep. maybe stepping up yep. He's like, reserved could you see Marv as a, as a manager yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and I think we get a slice of uh, of commission don't we if he gets that job <laughs> Definitely. having talked him up what do you get yeah. for the Livingston manager now 150 quid a week I uh, don't exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take some more calls. Robert is on the line from Greenock, a Rangers fan. Hi, Robert. Hi, hi guys. Thanks very much for having my call. Good, not at all. Hey, Thanks for calling. Great enthusiasm, in. Yeah. Robert. Yeah, remember we're on from five every night. Thanks for making the switch. Yeah. So, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, the European draw today. How did you feel when you heard it was Royal Antwerp? Yeah, I think it's a good draw. Obviously, we we probably avoided the, the bigger names in the draw. Um, I think Royal Antwerp, obviously, because of face Belgian opposition already in the group stages, you know, should be should be straightforward on paper. Uh, obviously, I think Barry and Sai mentioned it earlier on the show that you know they're, they're kind of in between Anderlecht and San Luis in the the Belgian league at the moment. Um, obviously, had a good result against Spurs in the group stage. Um, again, on on paper, it should be straightforward. Obviously, having good players, but hopefully, our players are able to to show it, um, especially early next year as well I'm hoping that the, the, the fans can get back into at least the home tie um, which I think is the latter of the two I think they're away first so uh, I think that should be a, a good uh, a good tie hopefully for the fans to get back in if it's one of the first first games back at Ibrox When do you think you will be back at Ibrox? Well I'm hoping obviously with the, the current situation with you know the vaccines being approved and, and rolled out I'm, I'm hoping that it's sooner rather than later but um, as long as it's not over Easter, because I'm going to get married at that weekend. Ah, so right. as, long, as, long, as long as we don't miss an old farm or I don't miss a cup final, I'll be quite happy with that. So that so that could be a big decision for you to take, Robert. If crowds are back in by Easter time, that could be a tough choice. You could be under pressure. No, football wins, Robert. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. See this. See that Antwerp yeah. Tottenham game. Everyone's talking about. I'm pretty sure Jose Mourinho played the second string. Am I right? Deli Alley and guys like that played. I know they're top players, but it's not. It wasn't a Tottenham Away strong. It. Away from yep. home, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I think they did that. But again, obviously, even this, you know, the sports second strings obviously are still a very strong lineup. You know, yeah. the fact that with Daly Allen's getting linked to move to PSG in the mm. the winter transfer window obviously shows the the strength of the second string. I don't think you know if Rangers put a second string out, I, I wouldn't be so confident to to go to go through. But obviously, hopefully, you know, COVID, you know, doesn't doesn't yeah. hit us too bad and, and injuries and stuff uh, over the the festive period. 
It's a it's a decent draw, isn't it? And 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 yeah. I mean, Rangers will give them plenty of respect. I mean, I think they've lost to in the last few weeks. They've lost to Genk and they've lost to Club Bruges, but those are the top two in the Belgian league. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be, beaten by Tottenham and they and they beat Spurs as we say, uh, as well. But if if Rangers continue their momentum into the new year, then uh, Royal Antwerp will be a whole lot more worried about Rangers than the other way around. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. I think they will be looking at it and thinking, oh. Wish we would have missed out in, in Rangers. We, we we just in terms of the form that Rangers are in in in, in Europe. I mean, I thought the two Benfica games. I, I've I've said that again. Champions League team for me, top quality. Yeah. Uh, and Rangers were were dominant in the vast majority of both of their games. Um, so Rangers are I'll go in as as you said, Rob. There's there's one hundred percent they'll respect them and they'll. They'll, they'll have them watched over the next couple of months before they play them over in Antwerp in, um, in February. But if you asked me before the draw was made and we were going to get Antwerp, I, I think Rangers are really happy with that. Robert, you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. How's the coverage on Rangers TV? Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I really, uh, really enjoy the, the coverage of the home games. Um, obviously, in my Dodge, I've seen, obviously... Barry been on uh, Alex Ray Neil McCann I think the, yep. the, the, the punditry has been really good Who drinks better uh, Barry Neil McCann or Alex Ray? <laughs> I, I think Emma's terrific oh. and she actually worked with her yeah. she's, Come on she's I want to hear this answer who's think, better I think we all know Asterix I guess we went on I think I don't think I'd do a competition fair, <laughs> you know so um, no it's been good it's, it's obviously been insightful and it's been objective to a point it's not It's not just been you know the blue tinted glasses I think it's been it's, you know, it's been pretty, pretty objective Is Clive Tilsley still on? Yeah, he does a comedy. Still doing them, I know. Yeah, is he still doing yeah. them? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Having yeah. Kevin yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Do you know fancy a wee co-coms now with Rob as well? Mm. No. How? Why well, do you know what? Oh, with Rob. Co- I'll join in with Rob yeah. some stage. How come you've never done the co-coms? Yeah. I'm too busy, mate. I've got All football. Right. Nothing. Yeah, listen, night. listen. Moves. I can't say too much at this stage, but oh. moves are afoot. Oh wow! Oh, big news. Big news. <laughs> I, just, I actually just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, what do you reckon then this weekend, Motherwell? Again, should be straightforward. I know they've obviously had a couple of mixed results the last few weeks and obviously with the, the points. Um, I think it's been points deduction obviously because they've missed a couple of games. And uh, Obviously, again, should be straightforward barring any injuries. Uh, again, it's just hopeful over the Christmas period we don't get too many injuries. Uh, and obviously, hopefully that you know, COVID doesn't hit the, the majority of the squad. We've only had Hollander really hit yeah. with it, which again, hasn't really been a, a big miss. Um, maybe just a, in a wee bit of depth, but I think Bassey's coming in and held his own quite well, um, despite being you know probably brought in as a, a fullback rather than a centre half. But he's he's, he's done well, and so, and so is Balogun is is one of the newer signings. And I take it in January you agree with Barry. You don't see anyone leaving, um, and probably no new. Do they need anyone else? Is there anyone else that uh, might come in? I'm sure. Listen, it's always good in January or the transfer window to bring one or two in because when the new players walk into the dressing room, it keeps everybody on their toes. Yeah. I'm sure the manager maybe would like to bring one in, but there's there's absolute no chance that MD will go go out the door. I mean, I think the Rangers fans, I think Robert will agree, would be really disappointed. Um, but look, I think the manager's got a real good relationship with the board, and I'm sure he trusts them to make sure that. If MD comes calling, um, they'll not let them go until the summer. I missed the game last Thursday. How did Patterson do? Done well. He did well. Yeah, played, played 65 minutes. You think he could be one that could, could come in and play games, Patterson? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, and, and when you listen side to, to Stephen Gerrard speaking about him as well, right. he's he's, mm. he's a big part of, of the plan going forward because, you know, the feeling, the feel, you know, James Tavernier is only 29. So, but I mean, Tavernier may be come the end of the season. Um, 
Rangers might might get an offer they can't refuse, and and he certainly he raves about Patterson. Great to see young boys coming through, and that's what they're bringing through as well. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's the thing that Rangers have been missing. Um, there's not been enough young boys uh, coming through, but everything I've heard about young Nathan Patterson has always been positive. And I thought last Thursday I only caught the highlights, but spoke to a few people and says I think it was 65 minutes he was yeah. going for. It was really yeah. impressive, and it's always difficult going into Europe. It's a mm. going over to Poland, like yeah. Poznan, they were a decent team, so it's great experience for the kid and yeah. hopefully it'll stand them in good stead League Cup final uh, will come fairly soon it's the quarters uh, tomorrow night the first two Aloha against Hibs Dunfermline against St Johnson and then on Wednesday Rob it's Livy against Ross County and St Mirren Rangers yeah, yeah. I mean there, there are some great prospects aren't there for some of the I mean Rangers are obviously the, the odds on favourites to, to, to land the trophy but there's a great chance with the likes of Celtic and, and Hearts and Motherwell and Aberdeen having fallen by the, the wayside, uh, there's a real chance for, for one of these teams that Paul's just mentioned to at least be thinking about getting to the final. Yeah, I think Hibs have got to be looking at going on a, a good run. You know, I think it's a massive disappointment for, for Hibs, the fact that Hearts beat them in that semi-final. I don't think Hearts have played a game for a while. And when you see the kind of, the way Hibs can play, that, that, that must really stick in Jack Ross. So I think he'll be determined to have a good run in the Scottish Cup this year. And for me, Hibs are one of the teams that could give Rangers a game. Robert, how important for you to get the silverware in the League Cup? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, obviously the, the, the barren spell that we've had over the last few years obviously um, hasn't helped us. Um, hopefully we can make it through to the final. Obviously every tie will be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I would agree with, with Si and Barry. I think you know, Hibs would probably be the, the side we expect to meet in the final, but again, nothing's, nothing's a given. That'd be yeah. a good final, wouldn't it? Thanks, Robert, for your call. Yeah, listen, the, the League Cup's the first trophy you can win mm-hmm. and that's the one that, that Rangers uh, quietly will be will have their eye on there's no doubt about it they need to start getting silverware yeah. Rangers, man- Rangers for the treble Barry oh wow yeah again Rob will say it's a possibility <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're not ruling it out no they listen could- I'm not ruling it out in terms of the way that this Rangers team are, are performing but listen one game at a time they've got a tough one on Wednesday eh, Wednesday night mm-hmm. yeah down at Love Street yep. that, that's yep. a St Man will take huge confidence for that great result at Fur Park. I love that you still say Love Street. I know, I know. I what say it too. Yeah, it's, it's uh, something else that's not Love Street. Uh, but is it on New Love Street? It, it was when it opened, but it's it's got another name. Now. Ali would tell us immediately. But uh, it's a Tony Fitzpatrick Stadium, right. isn't it? <laughs> he calls it that. Always, always. Thirty seconds. Love left. Street. What a stadium! So yeah, yeah. What, what was the it? Old, the old Love Street. How, what, was, what was good about it? It was just it was, it was small, really the, old the school. St- yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. main stand was really small. Yeah. It was little, little, really old, old. Rob, you've got a great team on tomorrow night. Craig Moore and Stephen Craig, and they're good, aren't they? I might not get a word <laughs> in edgeways. To be honest, I might yeah. have to apply in writing. Okay, Barry, you'll be back on Wednesday. Sai back on Friday. Feeling good though after that uh, two hours with us. Brilliant, great Before to be end. back. And right, back, back. back in the cupboard. That's it. Back in the room. That's it. Doors locked. Thanks very much. Cheers. Good night. See you tomorrow at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!